0: Sasha the Bear wouldn't wander off script while filming the commercials. MN90 is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities. Made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Online at MN90.org.
1: And good morning. Joining us from somewhere near Heartland, Minnesota, our good friend Mr. Al Batt. Happy May Day, Al!
0: Hey, thanks, same to you. I have a Baltimore Oriole. Well, it came actually came back yesterday, but I probably shouldn't count it till today so I can have it as a May Day thing. but that that ham's beer and the ham's bear, I remember when the ads were scheduled in the Minneapolis newspaper. So you could look in the newspaper and see when the hams beer bear was going to be going to be on TV. So, was, so was, that
1: was apparently an eventful thing for you to look for that.
0: I, well, we didn't have a TV. So
1: oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you looked we, in the paper at the bear. Yeah, okay, we, nice. had, we,
0: we had newspapers, but we didn't have. But yeah, it, it was a big thing for for a lot of folks. And I'd certainly seen the ads because, uh, you know, I had uh, I had people. People who had TVs, so that was that was pretty cool. And and sooner or later, uh, my mother uh, coerced my father into getting a TV, much to his displeasure. But he enjoyed. Uh, oh, it was called Wrestling with Russ, not wrestling. Oh. It was R A S S L I N G, uh, real live pro wrestling from Buffalo, New York. And later, he loved Hee Haw, and there was a. Uh, Oh, there was a couple of, uh, oh gosh, now I'm, I'm going to forget the name. There was a couple of country western folks, Porter Wagner, and I forget who the uh, the lady was. Dolly Parton? Was it might have been Dolly because Parton. Because it seems
1: like they were a team and paired up quite a bit, but was, was he a fan of the, the Grand Ole Opry? Didn't they have that with Minnie Pearl, too?
0: We listened to that in the barn when we milked a little ah. late sometimes, mm-hmm. and we listened to the Grand Ole Op- Well, Actually, Dad listened. I wasn't quite so interested <laughs> in it, I guess, as he was. I much preferred uh, rock and roll, of course, you know, at that age. And, but, uh, yeah, Dad loved the Grand Ole Opry, and he loved uh, Minnie Pearl and String Bean and a lot of the other comedians. Roy Clark,
1: was he, he was kind of big then, too, wasn't he?
0: I, I don't know. I remember him from Hee Haw. Oh, okay, from, yeah, He Haw. He, yeah, hee-haw. would have to be my dad's favorite show. And then he liked Gunsmoke. And I, I saw in the paper where the Simpsons just surpassed Gunsmoke as the, having the most shows. Aw. <laughs> so Matt Dillon, six foot seven a fellow from Minnesota, played uh, Matt Dillon. I, I, I do want to thank the Lutheran Men in Mission who met at Cabela's, uh, the Wasika County Township Officers Association, and the Lesser Prairie Chicken Festival held in Woodward, Oklahoma. Because a couple of those, I know, let me know they were listening this morning. So I want to thank all them for letting me blab to them at one time or another. You know, folks lawnmowers uh, have been moved to the show floor and snow blowers have been moved to the back room now and deer coats are lightening in color. Overly cautious people are showering in DEET. And it uh it was so windy the other day that trees were flowering and plastic shopping bags. I watched turkey vultures float on air. There was no flapping, no hurry. These peaceable recyclers rock in a teetering flight with limited wing beats. And I'm always looking for the silver lining in everything, and vulture wings offer silver linings to a birder. I saw a white-breasted nuthatch holding a beak full of grass near a tree cavity, and it was a male trying to interest a prospective mate in a nest site. Uh, Fox sparrows, these reddish-brown beauties with gray cheeks are scratching the ground for food while not straying far from cover, and I still have one in the yard. And while doing yard work, I found a number of native lady beetles, and these are the ladybugs of my childhood that were often seen on sweatshirts, aprons, or cookbooks.
1: These are not the Asian beetles.
0: They are not. Because
1: they have more spots, correct?
0: They do, and um, and they, they
1: stink b- when you squish them. Do ladybugs uh, stink like that too?
0: I I don't think they smell as bad. I don't don't remember squishing any of them. You know, we always, oh, we loved them. We found one in the house, and we would open the door and say, fly away, little ladybug, we love you. And uh, they were just, uh, they were our friends. So I'm always happy to see some. And it's usually when I'm uh, carrying a down limb or something, and I will uh, move some leaves, and then they will crawl out from under the leaves where they spent the winter. A, a nice person uh, named Ole asked, he said, uh, I'm assuming you were speaking in Oklahoma, but what were you up to out there? Well, yeah, I was. I was speaking at a couple of things in northwest Oklahoma in uh, last month, and I went to Lek Superior, not Lake Superior, Lek, L-E-K, to have a look at displaying lesser prairie chickens whose population has fallen 90%.
1: Why are they called lesser? What is lesser about them?
0: Um, a smaller in size than ah, the greater. Ah, okay, makes yeah. sense. And they've, um, their population has fallen 90% since oh. 1800s, and its current population is 33,000 birds. They're on 8% of its original range, and they're 33,000 in existence, and I can test to there being seven because that's how many I saw. Uh, Seeing the birds was no small miracle. Uh, Prairie chickens don't like trees, which are raptor perches, and nearly 700 acres a day of nesting habitat are lost to eastern red cedar trees. If they don't have, of course, had... terrible fires while i was there but these red cedar trees will just take over without fires to suppress them and an avoidance of vertical structures one cedar tree can keep a nesting prairie chicken away maybe a mile away maybe two miles away and that avoidance of vertical structure also applies to wind turbines too as the prairie chickens consider one another trees. so if there's a wind turbine that means there are no nesting lesser prairie chickens. Uh, prairie chickens don't fly into turbines that I know of. What they fly into are barbed wire fences. They take off and they don't see the fences. I spoke with Jay Pruitt of the Oklahoma Nature Conservancy who's been studying turbines pretty heavily. He said studies, the most recent studies he's seen have shown that 3.4 bats and 2.3 birds are killed annually per turbine in North America. And not all animals have been studied. They're just starting the study, but they found that grasshopper sparrows will not nest around Turbines probably the same thing. They probably say those are for raptors. Mule deer will avoid wind turbines, but elk, meadowlarks, and Canada geese are unbothered by wind turbines. Uh, grazing cows they enjoy the shade turbines provide on hot summer days. While well, I was out in Oklahoma, I looked for cats and sparrows, Townsend solitaires, roadrunners, scissor-tailed flycatchers. I visited a 14,000-acre ranch where the meadowlarks were common. And I recalled Donald Colrus Peaty, who wrote, The meadowlark is like the happy whistle of the wind through the grass. And I remembered that the meadowlark was my background music while I was growing up, and its song is uh, certainly a part of me. Um, nice to hear from Rich in Mankato Who said the Decor Eagle website Is saying the male parent has been lost They're not sure what happened to him And uh, yeah Rich I've been following that It's kind of like a soap opera on there He went to uh, you know I think in old movies they always went off To get cigarettes or something they? And they never came back And he just uh, he's going off to get A fish or a coot or something well,
1: I mean could he have been killed or something Or are they he, thinking he um, just flew the coop so to speak
0: He very possibly could have been killed or injured. They were doing a search down there. Volunteers were looking for him. It makes it hard. The mama's got three babies, and uh, she has to do all the hunting and everything for them. Do you think think that he
1: could have been maybe a little shy, maybe modest, that didn't like that camera on him all that full-time, and maybe just wanted a little privacy?
0: He seemed okay with it. Oh, did he okay? I I don't think that's it. You know, it's... um, There's always battles with other male eagles. Uh There has been another, um, uh, how would we say, an ardent admirer of the mother bald eagle who comes in every so often and just hangs around and makes some noise, and then she scares him away. She has so many battles, you know, you wouldn't think of this bothering an eagle, but a mouse gets in the nest, which just drives her crazy. She just uh, picks at him and swats at him with her wings, and he, he goes back in the nest, and being a mouse, you know, he can't stay hidden very long, he has to come out and roam around. So then she has to go after him again, and uh, then the um, other male eagle comes back. So it's, it's always something for this poor mama, but she has those three babies, and she's keeping them fed. Uh, bringing them pretty much whatever she can catch to to feed them, and I'm still hoping uh, well, that uh, the I, father shows up.
1: I brought it up on my computer now, and I can see them. It looks like the babies are all sleeping on the nest, and it says it's 69 degrees there. So, I mean, are they the babies big enough so she doesn't have to sit on them all the time so they won't get too cold?
0: Yep, as long as the weather stays nice like this, uh, she can take off and go fishing. So, which. Uh, you know, we all think of boy fishing as relaxing, but not in the case of a mother bald eagle. Because oh, she's those guys are just little. when they're two things: they're eating and pooping machines. <laughs> you, you just have to keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them in order for them to grow uh, well enough to get off the nest one day.
1: And at what and, what age do they finally leave? I mean, do they have to be a certain size or it, is it
0: age? Yeah, probably uh, both, but mainly age so probably uh-huh. in July and August oh wow we'll be seeing them coming off the nest
1: that's so a long be, time for that poor it, mother
0: it's a it's a terrible long time that she uh, they they become very big and they could be on their own except they can't fly <laughs> uh, very well so that's what keeps them not necessarily on the nest but in the nest tree So they will still hang around there, and Mom will still be feeding them for a long time. And then even when they are able to fly, and they will come off the the nest, and they will uh, be following Mom around and saying, Mom, you know, you really (laughs) need to feed me. I don't know why you're not feeding me now. You're my mom. You should be. Well, we all know how that goes because we've all been through that. So they they incubate them for uh, 35 days or so and then the nestling period again is it can vary maybe from 2 months to over 3 months as a nestling period so it it varies i suppose not only due to the youngsters, but also due to how the parents are. Some parents, you know, want them around a little, probably a little longer. Well, other ones got the cattle prod out and saying, you need to hit the road now. I just, you Will know, these... I had to leak-
1: Will these young eagles will they uh, stick around the territory, or do they eventually fly way far away, or, or what? Um, generally, do families of eagles? Because I'm looking, I'm watching them now on the camera while I'm talking to you. I brought it up, and it's actually kind of entertaining because one yeah, of them just set, one of them just sat up, one of them just stretched his foot out, and you could see all his little yellow talons out there. But I mean, will they hang around, or will they find completely new areas of the state or another state?
0: They are, uh, it, it's interesting that they each have a personality. One is a little nervous Nellie. Just all of a sudden, she'll be... Uh, um,
1: I see her. I'm watching her right now. She's them. up and down and up and down, looking around. Yep.
0: Yeah. They'll all be sleeping, and all of a sudden, that one will pop up like, oh, yes. my goodness, what is that? <laughs> and the rest of it. Um, They will... You know, they like their home area. So they will certainly attempt to come back. The males will find a female sometimes, uh they will wander. Maybe these guys will fly to Florida or somewhere fall in love with a female down there and she says you know we nest uh, this is where we nest is in florida so he will become a floridian (laughs) but uh, a lot of them do like to come back to where they uh, were hatched that's okay uh, you know they like that but the problem is if uh, there's a lot of uh, older eagles around there they will get driven out of the territory if it's a male so they will have to find somewhere else so that's why we do see a lot of the Traveling all over, particularly the males. Uh, there, a Carolyn Fisher uh, of Mason City got a hold of me, and she has a pine warbler in her. She said it was really neat to see that uh, welcome sight on a beautiful day. Molly Miller said I'm happy to have our brown thrasher around today, singing from multiple perches. He's sounding good. A black-capped chickadee is hard at work on a nest. They are building a nest box, usually used by bluebirds, so we'll see what happens. The blue jays are acting all cagey, so suspect they, too, are working on a nest. The morning doves are very skittish, moving between evergreens today, not sure if they have a nest or are they looking for the absolute perfect spot. Uh, Kate Crowley said, uh, Al, you were talking turkey one day. Well, we have a, one flock with seven females and one determined male. There are three other males that wander into the yard occasionally. This morning, very early morning, one male set to gobbling outside her bedroom window. I got up to check on him. He was all alone, casually eating seeds below the feeder, not a female in sight. I went back to bed, and he continued to gobble. We have watched the population grow up, here. on uh, We live next to the Willow River State Forest property for the last 14 years now. I know it's exactly that long because we saw our first ones on the day that our twin grandsons were born. The feathers of turkeys are so very beautiful in the early and late sunshine. They give us hours of entertainment and pleasure. Uh, thank you, Kate. Uh, Kate and her husband, Mike Link, uh, write some for Lake Superior Magazine, a wonderful magazine that some of you might have picked up in your journeys uh, northward. They also have a book. Uh, I think it's called Haunted Minnesota, uh, and then a book uh, that's really good. It's called Going Full Circle: Walking Around Lake Superior. So I, uh, I just, it's a wonderful book, and I advise you to get it and read it. Uh, John Nelson of Good Thunder said in Rapidan there's a beautiful American robin. It's all white save for the orange breast. Kim Hove of Albert Lee saw an osprey, a mink, and an eagle nest all in one day, so that's a good day. Uh, Jack Brush of New Alm said he's seen more eagles and swans this year than he's ever seen before, and I think I've heard that from uh, a good number of people. Uh, Joyce Street said, uh, Hi, Al. Thought you might enjoy seeing a picture of a new bird I discovered this past week. I have sparrows that live under the front ramp most of the season, mostly house." sparrows, but I've seen song sparrows and chipping sparrows so far this spring. Usually a few white-crowned and or white-throated show up too, but right after our last big snow, I noticed a slightly bigger sparrow doing a dance under the tube feeder. Hadn't seen anything like that before. Eventually, I got a good look and a good picture or two through the picture window, then went to the bird book and matched the description of a fox sparrow pretty well. Then I read the blurb. When I hit the part about them dancing and scratching through the leaves like towies, I was pretty certain. I've never seen a towie up here, but we used to see them in southern Iowa where I grew up, and they did like to dance in the leaves. Our birds were pretty sparse this winter, and other friends reported the same thing. Now we're beginning to see more. The red-winged blackbird is back at the feeder, and I've seen a variety of finches, mourning doves, and the collared dove, and grackles, of course. Even had one robin that was bound and determined to get at the suet box, either desperately trying to keep his balance while bending down or flying up from the ground to try to catch a crumb. I hadn't seen that before either. It's about time for the gross beaks and Oreos to come bombing in, so I better start thinking sugar water. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Malepsy. Mark's a barber in uh, Albert Lee, and his dad kept ice out dates for Fountain Lake for many, 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 many years. And his dad, Bill, has some health issues, so Mark has taken it over now. And the ice out dates on Fountain Lake, this is a lake that you can see, uh, oh, it would be Highway 13. If you're going down Interstate 35, that'll be Albert Lee Lake that you see. But on Highway 13, you will see Fountain Lake. It was April 27th was ice out date this year. Last year, it was March 29th. The latest date ever was April 30th, 1953, so it came pretty close to that. The earliest ice out date, March 7th, 2000, and records on Fountain Lake have been kept since 1912. Uh, they're the third longest ice-out records kept in the state of Minnesota. The longest are Lake Osakis, and they started keeping those records in 1870. Uh, Tom Belshin of Glenville saw a uh, hermit thrush. Alex Birchard spotted a drake Eurasian wigeon in Waseca County. Bird was just south of the Waseca water treatment plant in a flooded field at the intersection of Oaxaca County Road 9 and County Road 4. Cindy Drill of North Mankato, a white-crowned sparrow. Roger Bat said, I think I have three baby eagles in my nest. I can see one little gray guy, and at the same time, two streams of poop came out on the opposite side of the nest. I don't remember if I told you we can see an eagle nest about 300 yards from our deck. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Arlene Carr of Northfield said, I saw a lot of bloodroot blooming as well as hepatica. Randy Chirpic of Fairmont sent a photo of a mallard in a tree and asked if they nest in trees. Uh, mallards nest on the ground in uh, agricultural fields, backyards, and flower pots. But they also nest in artificial nesting structures, floating mats of vegetation, and occasionally in trees. Whenever anybody calls me and say, "We have this duck nesting in the weirdest place, I know they're talking about a mallard uh Jamie Tennyson of Clark's Grove saw a large number of dead American coots on a highway and wondered what happened to them hmm. uh Jamie, I saw those coots as well. they're on highway fourteen um Waterfowl sometimes land on wet pavement at night, oh. mistaking it for a body of water. So I suspect all these were uh, hit by vehicles.
1: That's really that sad.
0: It. <laughs> it is, yeah. You're just flying along and say, well, there's some water, and down you come, and then boom, you hit that. And sort of
1: the mirage but, theory, you know, when you're really thirsty and you see in the distance the <laughs> the water you want to land so bad.
0: Yeah. We used to try that all the time, you know, back in our Kool-Aid drinking years uh, to see if we could see a mirage, but it just, <laughs> you know, you'd see those uh, heat waves going up and down, yes. but uh, we just couldn't get a, the whole mirage thing going. We were hoping to see some sort of castle off in the distance or something, and it was scientific research we were doing. But <laughs> of course. It, it didn't, yeah, we deprived ourselves of Kool-Aid just in the hope that uh, thirst would make us. <laughs> um uh, our our good friend john in new Ulm, I, he uh, you know he hit me with a riddle that i actually knew the answer to and the reason i knew is a um, a child had asked me that to, uh, here a little while ago and that was why are skunks poor <laughs> and because they have only have 1 cent ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad. So john that's it. That's a good one. Uh, John also said, I read that they can spray up to 13 feet and some stand on their feet to do that. And I put a couple question marks at the end of that. Uh, yeah, I know they can spray um, 10 feet. Uh, they spray from their anal glands, and uh, I know 10 feet works, and I've learned that from personal experience. There's
1: probably an and, overachiever who could do 13, I'm guessing. There,
0: I'm sure they have, there's some that have no doubt, and then it'll drift. So how far can <laughs> it drift, you know? Because we can be outside, and there'll be a skunk on the road, you know, half mile down, and we smell it very well, and just uh, that it's got run over. We can say, well, there's a skunk run over in the road, and we can tell the direction by the wind.
1: Now, I'm guessing uh, with the, when a skunk gets run over, you have to run over some certain part to break the sack so they smell, because not all skunks seem to smell. Is it there a certain part of the body that has to be run over to get that s- the smell out?
0: I would guess, and I would imagine, a lot of them will release that uh, oh. spray upon death. Okay. Too, I would think, because you know, a lot of the bodily functions uh, are are still work for a little while. There, they the ones we see around here are striped skunks. And
1: yeah, the, the, the ones with the stripes. That's I guess. What other yep. kind of skunks are there?
0: There are also spotted skunks, which when I was a kid we called civet cats. And do and, we have uh, those
1: around here, Al?
0: I think they have been pretty much extirpated from yeah. the state of Minnesota. I and have never seen c- them. If you see them, they'll do a little dance, and they'll stomp their front (laughs) feet at you. For a warning?
1: Is that the warning? Yep,
0: that's when you should say, you know, I'm going to go this direction right just right now and get out of there, because otherwise then they will turn around and let you have it. (laughs) As John mentioned, that some stand on their feet, those are the spotted ones, the civet cats. They will do a handstand. And that's the same thing. Once they do that, you need to just say, uh, you know, this talk is over. I, I don't I don't want to see you anymore and How get out of there. How long
1: do you actually have between the time they do that and the time to to run?
0: I I don't think it's very long oh, okay. <laughs> once they're up on their feet. And again, I know that from sadly from experience too. They um, they spray pretty quickly, and, and I suppose it depends on what kind of day they're having too. You know, if they're just sick to death of humans, they're probably not going to give you such a long time. And uh, maybe they're low on spray, you know, if they've been spraying <laughs> a lot, uh, sprayed something else. Maybe they're just faking, but I, I wouldn't take them up on that. I, you know, there was, I, I have no idea where I heard this or where I read this, but uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, who was in the Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. was played by Johnny Depp. And I remember Mr. Depp saying his character was a blend of Keith Richards and Pepe Le Pew. So I thought that was kind of interesting at the time, and I've never had any place to use that information until now. So I appreciate it, John. I got to get rid of that. I can (laughs) kick that out of my mind. I uh, do want to thank everybody for calling, for writing, for listening, and for supporting KMSU, and I hope you will all uh, stop at the cafe today where, I think every KMSU supporter gets a standing ovation today at the cafe. Yay. Where the food chain is missing a few links, as special as always the Heimlich maneuver, and gravy is considered a beverage, and now featuring authentic leftovers with less hair in the food and real cup holders where grease is good and none of the food smells like feet. Well, hardly any of it. Work, as I said, had taken me to Woodward, Oklahoma. It has a population of nearly 13,000 people, making it the largest city in a nine-county area. And wildfires dance not far away, charring 350,000 acres, but I was safely ensconced in a hotel. Now, I have an odd last name, Bat, and a strange habit of checking the telephone books in each hotel I'm in to see if there are any folks listed who share my name. And there was one in Woodward. I didn't call him. I I never call the names I find. (laughs) I should. I don't know what the point of looking them up is if I don't call them. But there were a number of people with the last name of Batman in nearby Laverne, Oklahoma. And I I almost called one of them. Uh, It had been fun to talk to Batman. But speaking of those sharing my name, when I refer to certain female relatives, I say aunt. Aunt. More than I say ant.
1: I, I always learned it was aunt, too. And so yeah. we, and that helped me with the spelling of it, because ant was a little creature.
0: That's right. I, I call them aunts because I want to make sure people know I'm not talking about a relative, that I am talking about a relative yeah. and not a social insect of some kind. And why do I do it? I guess I am, I'm like Popeye. I am what I am. <laughs> Remember, folks, Heartland as while well. we're driving past. Uh, do something wild today. Get out there and look at a bird. Uh, Karen, I enjoyed your company as always. And thanks, everybody, for listening to KMSU. Say,
1: so, Al, I think I read there are 51 days till summer, by the way.
0: Wow, and this will be the best May 1st we get out of that whole bunch.
1: (laughs) It will. Thanks, Al. Hey, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yep,
0: bye-bye. All
1: right, our good friend Mr. Al Batt from somewhere near Heartland, Minnesota. Always fun to, to chat with him. It is 1032.